Hello and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece here with my co-host Samantha Tradelius on this lovely, slightly still rainy day. Like, what is happening? I know it's a little wild, and we're excited because we're all three Bay Area babes today. So this is this is a good one to dive into. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, which means we're all freezing today. But hopefully, uh, hopefully, when you're listening to this, it's warm and beautiful and summery, and uh, we're all enjoying the weather that we've uh, well deserved after living through bomb cyclones and um, atmospheric rivers. I actually think weather people are now making making phrases up. I think they're making words up. I agree because um, we never heard about those growing up. But anyway, um, today I, we're going to talk a little bit about the influencer economy, which I am fascinated with because, um, you know, we have, we have kids, I have kids, I have one graduating from college in a couple of weeks. And like, I had to make it not that this is his thing, but I, I felt like I had to make it clear that being an influencer is not a career path that we're going to go down after four years of college. Um, but maybe it is these days. It's it, things are changing, and maybe I need to uh, maybe I need to embrace that. In, I was equating influencer economy to like the Turtle Man for anyone who's seen those shows, which also not a career path. Um, but we have an expert in it today, which I am one hundred percent not clearly. So uh, first of all, I want to thank Maya Papolu for joining us. Maya, how are you today? Hi, Stacey. I'm well, thank you. Um, you, first of all, you're CEO of Brand Bass, uh, which we'll get into, but I, I do want to dial it back a little bit because your your background is fascinating to me. Um, you know, coming out with an undergrad in engineering, getting an MBA, being on Wall Street, uh, working as an analyst in, in the Chanel world. And then you were like, fuck it, I'm out. I'm going to go do this like I'm, I'm going to provide a service for companies in the influencer economy, which I clearly need a lesson on. So let's, let's take it back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got to this point in your career. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me on here. Um, you know, I noticed a couple of years ago while I was working with um, kind of like a lot of big brands have been in the e-commerce world for quite a bit um, that um, a lot of brands realize like the next generation of commerce is social, right? We all know how to get things online. Like, you know, you build a store, it's on Amazon. We, you know, put it on Shopify, right? Getting things online is easy. But then in this world where there are so many options, how do we actually generate awareness? And that is through social, right? The user-generated content. You might've heard of it, UGC, it has like that touch of human, that authenticity. And sometimes, you know, even myself, I'm just scrolling and I'm just activated at that point of inspiration. I'm like, boom, click, got it. <laughs> I own it. How many times has that happened to all of us? Too many, right. too, too many. many. Yes, there you go. Facebook, Twitter, whatever, right? It just happens. And that's just social commerce now. And that's the um, world we live in and brands just want a little bit more structure, education, and they want a safe way to manage all of this. Cause there's also a lot of fraud and, you know, just random things going on. So that is the problem we're solving. Just trying to help brands, you know, with a little bit more of, um, like a workflow, like a, you know, like a structure to this madness. And I was inspired with all of this. Cause yes, I did start my career 
you know, in all of this, worked with really big corporations, but um, just kind of making that even more so for small businesses, for medium-sized businesses, making that accessible. That's always been my mission and goal. So here we are. Which is amazing because I think so many times those smaller firms are left out in the dust because they don't have the budget, they don't have the know-how. And here you are creating a safe kind of in-between space where they can plug in and, and play with the big boys. And a lot of times, you know, those, those, clicks are happening and they don't have to be, I mean, they may present like a really big company, but when you dial back, they may be, you know, somebody's stuffing, stuff in their garage, but it's presented well, you know? Yeah. And a lot of it is, um, you know, it's so influencers, we, we think, you know, they're really big. They're got all these followers, but guess what? It's not just about smaller businesses too, but it's about like the everyday people, Mm -hmm. right? Like not all of us can just get a million follower followers tomorrow. So what it is, is really just like talent, right? Can you actually, you know, convey a message, show your authenticity? Because if you're a fit for this niche or this, that niche, right? Like you just have to have the, you have to be you, you have to be authentic. And there's someone out there, a brand that more or less, you know, really kind of fits with what you're looking for. So it's just making that perfect match between the right brand preferences and the creator's objectives too. So uh, is it kind of like, uh, is it kind of like the Tinder of social media influencers? Like am I, if I'm, if I'm drilling it down to the dumbest, like common denominator, so people like me can understand this, how, how this is, this is uh on demand social content, right? But how does, tell, tell me how it works. Like I, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm Joe Schmo, like, Marin mom, full-time job. I'm not that interesting. I actually had to write, have somebody write a bio for me. So I sound more interesting than I am. I got to pay people to make me sound interesting. Um, so I, you know, I've got, I've got X number of followers. It's not huge, but it's, uh, it's, you know, whatever the number is like someone like me, maybe somebody a little bigger than me. Like, how does, how do you match them up? How does this, how does this work for the beneficial relationship on both sides? Absolutely. So I thought it was interesting you said Tinder, but I'm going to go ahead and say Uber. It's more like the Uber for content, if you will. So, I like that better. I was going to say yeah. Match, but that seemed really dated. And so do people use Match anymore? I don't even know. But anyway, Uber, the Uber of social yeah. content. Exactly. So just think about it like the Uber driver, Uber rider, right? So here on one side, we have the uh, creators. They're kind of like in the driver's seat, right? They're ready to go. They're ready to create content, whether it's an unboxing or a testimonial or like um, a shout out, whatever, right? They're the really talented group of people. We have the creators. And on the other end, we have the actual like riders or the clients, which are um, like the Uber drivers and here the brand managers, and so they want specific things like say you have a you know a makeup or a you know beauty line and you just want not to always have yourself show off your skincare line but you want diversity you want different people right and you want to kind of like engage different types of creators to do really cool social media content for you well guess what you go on our app and you specify hey i'm looking for so and so uh to do an unboxing for me and then you get on demand people who are within your vicinity um, people who match kind of like the demographics that you're looking for and on demand, you get that content. So it is very much like this Uber. And the minute 
the brand manager approves the content, the uh, creator gets paid out instantly through our payment integration. So literally, you don't have to get in the car and drive for Uber anymore. You could just be from the comfort of your home, doing a bunch of gigs, you know, creating cool content for brands and lending kind of like your talent um, and, you know, your authenticity to that. So, so how much does something like that cost to have somebody that's, you know, a big deal influencer? I mean, how much money are these people making? Right. Great question. So this is the status quo right now. The more and more followers you show, people, you know, are charging bigger rates, right? They're just like charging thousands and thousands of dollars to brands. And of course, that's, you know, that's the part which doesn't become sustainable anymore. A lot of brands, this is where like, you know, they tap out. But for us, you know, it's like a couple hundred dollars for a gig. So mm-hmm. super affordable. So back to not only small businesses, even larger businesses love our model because they don't have to put all their eggs in one basket. They don't have to wipe out their couple thousand dollar budget on one influencer. You know, they get to prioritize all this talent over all, you know, all, all of that fame. And sometimes it's just kind of, you know, diversifying that leads to better results. You never know who was the best, um, you know, creator. So it's just about like testing and learning and we allow brands, you know, that flexibility at the same time, creators get jobs and they do gigs and have fun doing it, whether it's side income or it could be their full-time job too. So how do you like buff out? I have just, I'm like so excited about this. How do you, because a lot of these influencers with millions of followers, maybe those millions of followers aren't as active, you know, maybe it shows well, but it's not the reality. So how do you vet these folks out to make sure that they are legit? Yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Because sometimes you'll see people with a million followers. And you never know, half of it might just be bots, not engaged. And we run into that question all the time. So what we're actually doing is we're not evaluating people based on their popularity or how big their follower size or distribution is. It's more so back to their talent. So when they onboard onto our platform, they submit a virtual audition. So this is where they basically kind of like sell a pen or show a product. And our AI vets them for various attributes. Like, do they have charisma? Is this a real person? Do they have personality? Are they mission focused? And so we're able to, you know, come up with a score for like, is this first of all, a person who's got like that baseline talent to be on camera and represent brands, right? And once they do get vetted, then they get activated with assigned pay rates. So the more and more they're engaged on the platform, their pay rate increases, kind of similar to an Uber driver, back to that analogy. So that's how it works. You know, we're not really, again, going after people for how famous they are, anyone. You know, you could have zero followers today and start because you have a killer virtual audition and you're in and you start building from there on Brand Bass. I actually think that people with fewer followers, I mean, for my money, people with fewer followers are strike me as more legitimate, strike me as more real, honest. Um, the ones with a million followers, like, I mean, I follow people on TikTok who then got really big and every fucking thing they posted was a sponsorship. It was like a goddamn commercial. And I'm like, that's not why I started following you. Yeah. Um, so I, the, the, the fewer follower, I think that people with the fewer followers are more, are, they're just more real. They're more, they're more down to earth. So I love that 
anybody can get involved in this, whether you have six followers or six million followers. Uh, it's just a matter of, you, you, as you said, of what they charge. Now, let me ask you this. I actually have two questions. Let me start with the one that I think is more interesting for most people. Um, TikTok versus Instagram versus Facebook versus whatever else is out there because there's like a bunch of stuff. Where is where is most of the content that um, companies are looking to post? Like, where are they getting the most bang for their buck? Yeah, great question. So we're platform agnostic, right? So TikTok, Instagram, Reels, whatever. Like, it's completely we're agnostic of any platform. We actually deliver content to the brand, so they completely own it. And so this means they could post it on you know, their e-commerce sites, right? So they have, they might have a Shopify page and they just want to add some human touch to it. So they can actually embed our content into their e-commerce site. That's another big use case. Um, in some cases, they might not use it at all because, you know, some of this content is so affordable and it's just about testing and learning and it's for R&D. And, um, you know, again, so there's just so much kind of um, applicability. It's just about getting a volume of it, leveraging so many different people versus once again, putting it all into one person's post. That's not what, you know, our customers are doing. Um, so I hope that answers your question. There's really no, you know, at, at the end of the day, of course, if we do want to reach people like TikTok, right? Um, Instagram, all those places. And what's great about our thing is we can also like request various settings. So if you want YouTube, that's like a completely different content setting. So it's really cool. Like brand managers can specify like, hey, this is going to go on YouTube. So can you shoot it landscape uh, versus we're going to do it on reels? Can you shoot it by like nine by 16? So everything is super clear um, on the platform. It just takes a couple of minutes to post a gig. A gig meaning like, hey, I need this requirement. Like, I need this content. This is fascinating to me. I'm like so excited about this conversation. So Maya, here's a question. What's it like to play in this space? Because it's pretty male dominated. You know, the tech space isn't a place where a lot of gals are. You know, how hard has it been to get this thing up and running? Yeah, I mean, you know, of course, it's very challenging. And um, I think having communities like this, you know, having partnerships. In fact, a lot of our customers, I would say most of our demographic and our client base is, would say, uh, women. Um, so, mm -hmm. you know, it's been, it's been great, especially to play also in the consumer packaged goods space, right? So we work with food and beverage companies, beauty companies. Um, so it's just, you know, kind of always, um, you know, just kind of going with the flow and kind of, you know, navigating um, drinking out of the fire hose as we call it what's been the hardest part of starting this company like what's been the biggest challenge yeah you know um just kind of building right like I built this myself thank god I have um an engineering degree and I had some great engineers help me build this and get this um into the market but it was uh it was not an easy feat <laughs> and then once we built it, we had to actually like get people to use it, <laughs> right? And just kind of going through that whole cycle from like ideation to actually like launching it. Um, so it's been a journey for sure. But uh, here we are today. And now we're working with not only small businesses, but mid-sized and Fortune 500 companies. So we're really incredibly proud of kind of, you know, how long we've come. And you're also like a connective individual. I can tell just by talking to you. And it's interesting because many times engineers aren't also able to be that social, 
you know, forward facing individual. So it's kind of like you're, you're kind of that great hybrid uh, individual that I think is uh, definitely firing on both cylinders, which is pretty awesome. Thank you. <laughs> the model of what you built is really cool and um, accessible to literally everybody, which is really cool. So two questions. Um, when content creators post these videos, are they being posted noted as sponsored? Yeah. So, um, you know, in some cases, the brand managers just want the content. So creators don't always have to post. And guess what? This is a lot less pressure for some people. You know, they don't always want to have to post something and seem like they're repping brands and doing all these. Yeah, it's, the, it's the commercial that kills me. Like yeah. I'm telling you, I've had people make that shift. And I honestly, I stopped following them because I'm like, I just, I was following you because you were funny and fun to watch, but now you're yeah, just you're one annoying. big advertisement. Yeah. Um, so it's not the content creators that are posting. It is the companies that are posting. Exactly. And I think that is what's very rev revolutionary about our whole concept, that it's brand directed content and the brand is responsible for posting their own content. They're not relying on, you know, people to do that. Um, of course, they can request that to amplify that reach and that, right, that partnership. But once again, it's about getting really good content and owning it and, right, generating the right kind of buzz for it. So that is, um, again, that takes- But it's a like getting the best actors and it's yeah. at a cost that you can, you know, in the old school days, you would shoot a commercial or do, you know, the modeling and the ad, the big magazine spreads. And now- the way that people are absolutely buying and, and receiving is so different, but this is like, you're getting all these great, this talent pool that is, is affordable. And I think as a business owner, like I could so appreciate it because for so many years, it's been so unaffordable. Absolutely. Well, and it's not even, it's not even the best quote unquote actors. It's my neighbor down the street. And, you know, those are the people, if I'm looking for a product recommendation or, or, you know, need X, the people I'm going to ask are the people that I know and love that I'm close to. Right. So if my neighbor down the street is recommending an eyeshadow, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up at this point because I'm now, I, I've now become one of those people that clicks on things and buys them. And I never was. And then during COVID when we couldn't go shopping, I started shopping yeah. online because we had no other choice. And, and I became one of those people. And now I like, I used to make fun of my girlfriend whose UPS driver stopped by her house every flipping day because she ordered shit all the time. And I was like, how are you that tight with your UPS driver? I am now that tight with my UPS driver, which is highly But I think everybody is now. Everybody, I mean, we all, I mean, I would much rather, I'll sit at the house and I'll be like, you know, I got to go do this. I got to, but you know, I can just order it online. It'll be here tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, post COVID, we all are. Here's my other question: Does this model work for service industry as well as you know hard products? Like, how does it translate to service industry offerings? That is a great question. So, service industries like salons, med spas, we've actually gotten quite a bit of inquiries around that, and absolutely, you know, because we also match people at the hyper location level, which is again something that's not um, that's very different in this space. Most are, you know, just product based companies. So we can very well get someone within your zip code to go over for a treatment, maybe get a comp like a voucher, right, some kind of um, right, like benefit. Um, and then on top of that, talk about the service, whatever directive that they had given you. 
And, you know, this is a really great way for service industry to get some content too. So we are not agnostic on that end as well. So, so typically a service industry uh, offering would get like a testimonial from somebody who's used their service. So how would that work in your world? If say, you know, I work in, I work in a service industry, like I provide a service, not a, not a product you can touch and feel. Um, typically I would get a testimonial from somebody who I've met with or used my service or whatever. How, how does that translate? Can I use something like this or how would that work? Yes. Yeah, so we're actually working Asking with your friend. Right. We're working with um, a client right now. They're on the subscription business. And it's really interesting. Like their whole thing is around going online and creating some kind of profile so that they can match the right types of products um, to the customer. So they requested the creator to depict that whole journey. So they asked the customer like, hey, go on, show our website, talk about how you're filling out your profile and then how you get these products delivered to your door. Guess what? The, you know, the creator just you know, blew it out of the park. She just you know, made a great video about like how to and this is another category of like explainer videos sure testimonials we also have like explainer videos uh product and use so there's different kinds of use cases explainer videos i i could see i could see employing that yeah. not necessarily a testimonial but an explainer i like that okay that's all good and quick videos right like 30 second videos. And what is, what's the what's the turn time on these once once they once the uh companies post like this is what i'm looking for what's the general turn time where they're getting that content back to be able to start posting that this is the best part it is on demand right so that as soon as the brand managers can get the product samples or the service to the creator and those logistics fall in place like the content is available and this is hugely different from again influencer marketing when you work with all these celebrities and like big time folks they take months mm -hmm. to like get you on their editorial calendar to deliver the content by the time you're ready like the season's up here, we're working with everyday, awesome, eager, enthusiastic people who, you know, match. You basically figure out the logistics, you ship them the sample, you know, they get it, they shoot it, they upload it, and you approve it. They get paid. So it's all on demand. And, you know, it's a couple of days um, based on how, you know, the communication goes. Both and ways. the brands the themselves have the budget for this, but this, this, your, and yes, the big companies are working with you, but I, like this has got to be really empowering for small businesses yes. who are really trying to make their mark and build their business. And they know they need to get into that social media. This really extends their reach because they can post stuff and it goes to their followers. But if they can get a creator or two or three and not even necessarily big ones, but just creators maybe in different parts of the country that have different reaches than they would ever get. That's a pretty cool model and affordable. Well, and we talk to women a lot that manage their own socials and they, you know, have good online presence and it is a grind. It's exhausting and it takes you away. You know, we, we have those conversations about like outsourcing things that, you know, maybe aren't the best use of your time. And so here is a service that is 100% delivering on all, you know, aspects of that because it's affordable and it's getting you the content you need, you got to do it anyways. I mean, whether we want to or not as business people in this marketplace, if you want to sell your good, your service, et cetera, you got to be online. Absolutely. That's it. Well, 
and it, it is exhausting to create the content to come up with the ideas to get the filming i mean honestly i get exhausted just having to take a shower and put makeup on to do it because nobody wants to see me with a ponytail and no makeup so i like that just that almost takes me out of the mix entirely like, i'm like forget it, i can't do this because if i have to put myself together that's it that's is not- hard but it's also hard too when you're not good at it right so i do a lot of the social i do all the social for a sparkle and everything and sometimes like i'm on it and other times it'll take me five six seven times to run a video that's 30 seconds that i you know didn't say what i wanted to or capture that and so to bring somebody in that like this is what they enjoy doing and they're great at i mean and to be able to connect those dots is absolutely just my most favorite thing um as the industry shifts, how are you keeping up to date with like the constant moving of the goalposts? Because I feel like we've got it locked down today. Tomorrow might be a completely different scenario. Like, how are you keeping up with everything as it shifts? Yeah, it's such a great question. I'm sure you guys have heard all this buzz about like AI and everyone's kind of worried, like, you know, are, is AI taking jobs? And, you know, rightfully so. Creators, I've also heard, are expressing concerns like, is this going to take away from who we are and, you know, computer generated images are going to replace us. But that's not the case. Like we're actually going into some of this more like generative AI stuff where, you know, user generated content, human content and that authenticity can never be replaced. In fact, we can work in the right way with AI to make some of these like, you know, mix ups, like mashups, whatever, like different types of scenarios right now. We know the scenarios, right? Like the unboxing, like the styling video, the explainer. But um, if we can kind of, you know, make some of this content futuristic and that benefits brands and businesses, you know, that's where we're, you know, kind of um, kind of playing in next and we're looking into those things. But in the meantime, I think, you know, you, the power of the human authenticity is not going anywhere. This is what people want every day right? Like people are done with the photo shoots and the stage stuff and the fake stuff. There's just something so empowering about like that mom next door, like the family, uh, the student at school and just kind of, you know, the real life imagery. And as you can see, brands, both big and small want this. So if the brands are posting these videos, are they tagging the content creator in their videos? So they get the reach of that content creator. Uh, yeah, they can absolutely tag the creators. In fact, we recommend that they do because, you know, they're giving credit where it is due. Uh, the brands do own the content. So, you know, once again, there might be avenues where they post where they can't necessarily tag, but everything is done in the platform. So people are paid for their work. The copyright is there. So it's very secure. It's not like, you know, we're going off some DM or some undocumented, like, you know, verbal exchange. So this is, again, a way for brands to like secure things in the right forum, make sure people, you know, have um, kind of like, you know, their share and then get the rights. So once again, this is the way we recommend and not some, yeah, offline. And I like the either or, like they don't have to, right? So they just want that person because that person shows well and maybe, you know, not have to tag or, you know, and they can get the reach that they want. Um, So as far as like signing up for your services, is it, you mentioned the app. So it's as simple as downloading the app and, and getting a profile and here you go. That's it. Yep. Brandbass.ai. Mm-hmm. And you can download our app today. 
We also have a dashboard version for brand managers who are kind of more in front of the computer. But if you're on the go, we've literally have some bakeries and um, brand managers who are just literally in the warehouse at the bakery and they want to use it on the go. <laughs> so there you can use the app. So either way, um, it's available for download and use today. I think this is the coolest thing we've ever talked about. Like what a fantastic, amazing idea you've created, you've made come to life. Maya, you're doing the work. You're out there changing changing the landscape. And I hope that everybody uh, takes a little bit this week and goes online and learns a little bit more about what you're doing. And also take this week to be inspired. <laughs>